0: Hello, everybody. Sorry that um, uh, the session today is not going to be on live. Apparently, uh, Instagram have decided that I violated their um, uh, their um, whatever, their contract. God knows why. But anyway, for 24 days, I am not allowed to be live. I'm only allowed to be dead on Instagram. So we'll have to honor their um, request. I will post it later on. So if anybody's worried about it, it will be over on uh, Instagram as well, but as a video instead of live. So uh, for the next 24 hours, I will be dead on Instagram, but then I will resurrect, which totally makes sense. So let's start uh, with our week this week. This week is going to be a pretty intense week. We have a few things happening and uh, I want to go over it. I'm sorry if I'm a little bit um, uh, kind of... uh, Uh, All over the place, Uh, uh, I just got here, so maybe there is a little bit of jet lag, and also I had like seven or eight readings today, I don't even remember counting how many, so I'm kind of at the end of the day. But anyway, uh, great to be here, and we'll definitely continue our sessions, only that outside it's dark instead of bright and light. So what we have um, this uh, week is, first of all, we have the new moon. We have the new moon in, um, the new moon is going to be in Sagittarius. It's going to be pretty strong the 12th and 13th of uh, December. It's right on the border. So it really depends where you are in the world, but it's going to be pretty powerful because right at the time that the moon is going to be kissing the sun, Mercury is going to stop to look at what they're doing. You know, Mercury, the messenger of the gods, is going to kind of like look through the window to see the sun and the moon making their love in uh, a, the very exotic bed of Sagittarius. And it's going to be retrograde. Mercury is going to be retrograde in Capricorn. Now, the way I look at this new moon, which is a new beginning that is happening right at the Mercury retrograde beginning, is that it's kind of combining the energies of the new moon, which is new beginning, With the fact that we are at the end of the year and Mercury is retrograding. So it's like saying it's a great time to start something new in order to end the year better. So you're starting something that you want to complete by the next year because... Uh, The Mercury retrograde is going to be all the way up until January 3rd. In fact, what's going to happen is kind of interesting. We're going to have Mercury retrograde until the 31st of December. And right as we begin the year, Mercury is going to be going on a strike for two days. It's going to be stationary, the 1st and the 2nd of um, 2024. And then on the 3rd of January 2024, he's going to move and direct, so, like I always told you guys, and in the book, it's very clear that you should start working on your new resolution after January third, and the best time will be January eleven when the new moon in Capricorn will give you the boost you need in order to start something new, especially if your wish is related or your resolution is related to long term goals or things that have to do with your career, your status, things that you've been working on for a while or thinking that you want to achieve for a while because again its Mercury uh, retrograde is going to help you get rid of the things and sometimes even the blocks that hinder you in order to go to the next level. So again, it's an interesting new moon because the new moon is a new beginning. And at the same time, it is telling us to hold our horses because the only thing you can start is to finish, meaning that this is the best time to start something that helps you end the year in a much better term. So if we look day to day, uh, what's happening this week, first of all, today, the moon is in Scorpio. It was actually yesterday, also the moon in Scorpio. And some of you guys been with me, like uh, we had a pretty big class doing a past lifetime regression together during the moon in Scorpio, which is the best time to do these kind of things. Um, But today on Sunday, we still have the moon in Scorpio. But if we look at tomorrow, because really the week for us starts tomorrow, The moon tomorrow, Monday, is moving into Sagittarius. So we're coming closer to the new moon. But the moon in Sagittarius is actually very good for traveling, foreign cultures, foreign tradition, education, everything that has to do with even getting better um, relationships or improving your relationship with your in-laws. So anything to do with mass media, mass communication is also going to be very, very positive. So that is part of the issue. Uh, the moon in sagittarius in monday is kind of preparing you for the new moon so on monday tomorrow on december 11 you might have some indication of what is needed for you in order to finish the year in the best way possible. It's like you're running a marathon and you're about to get to the last mile. And one of your friends is standing there with water and in the water, there's even more energy there. I don't know. He put some um, amphetamine or something and you're feeling like this, this urge to finish the, to get to the finish line faster. So again, moon in Sagittarius tomorrow is giving us an indication of what we need to work on in the next month until January 11. And when it hits a, December 12 and 13, when the actual new moon is happening, that's going to give you the, uh, the the time to actually start whatever it is that you want to work on. Now, the moon tomorrow is going to be squaring your black moon. So always be a little bit careful when the moon and the black moon is squaring. That happens twice a, a month. A little bit more energy, a little bit more down, um, jealousy, possessiveness. We have an instinct to maybe hurt each other or ourselves or other people. So could be a little bit manipulative, power struggles, but it's a good thing we get rid of it tomorrow before the new moon. Again, it's one of those other things that you want to get rid of and cut away from. Besides that, Venus is going to actually be, no, Venus is not going to be anything, but Venus is going to be, sorry, Venus is going to be touching Minerva this week. So it's going to be very strong Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Venus is associated with justice Minerva is considered to be connected to justice, so having both of them together, one on top of each other is actually very very positive, especially for issues that have to do with legal affairs um resolving situation compromising, finding some kind of uh um way to mitigate or to uh um find ways to look at the other side we we talked about how the south node as you can see in libra doesn't allow that so easily but we have tomorrow on monday tuesday and wednesday that happens almost once a year that we have the capacity to kind of um, uh, mediate or bridge build a little bit and because it's in scorpio it could be related very much to healing so finding ways to bridge finding ways to heal relationship. And if you need any kind of uh, therapy for your couple, uh, couple therapy, that's going to be a great time. So tomorrow, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the 11, 11, 12, 13, covering the new moon is that Venus touching Minerva, which is really, really positive. And of course, there is still that trine, even though it's weakening because it's uh, separating from Vesta, the goddess of the hearth. Besides that, uh, we actually have something interesting tomorrow with the Black Moon sending good energy to Mercury for a change. And that means that you might discover that uh, a plot against you. Or you might discover somebody who's bad mouthing you. And it's again, not necessarily a bad thing. It could give you some edge over your enemy. So if you think about uh, people being like countries, you're talking about the intelligence coming with some good report for the government to know how to offset some terrorist attack, you know, because again, Black Moon is the terrorist. And Mercury is intelligence. Because there is a trine, there is a bridge, even though the Black Moon, nobody wants to go there and nobody wants to use the bridge to get there. But there is some flow of information that can be valuable. And also because uh, we have Mercury sending still a trine to Jupiter, it is creating a beautiful trine on a Monday between them. We talked about it last week. It was more about the connection between the right and the left hemisphere. And this week, it's still continuing. Now, the interesting thing is happening on Tuesday because Tuesday is the day of Mars and we have Mars, Moon, and the Sun conjunct. There's a stellium basically in Sagittarius. Anything in Sagittarius is good. You know, Sagittarius is, this is Sagittarius, Sagittarius is genes. Anything, everything gets along with genes. So tomorrow, Tuesday is a day where you can actually get along with other people, other people get along with you. And not only we have this beautiful connection between the Sun, Moon, and Mars, in Sagittarius, sending this great energy to uh, um, the North Node, Uh, not only that, it's also getting good energy to Chiron. So there's a lot of healing that is done in the next, uh, basically, um, yeah, in the next two days or so. So again, healing means that something's wrong, you know, that something's broken or that something needs to be fixed, and that uh, connection between the Mercury and the Black Moon, which is going to be longer than normal. Usually, it's maybe one day. But the thing that is interesting about Mercury is it's going to be retrograding right at the place where he's trining the black moon. So you're going to see a lot of interesting news Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday about something to do with revelation of a secret, intelligence, um, some kind of offset of something negativity, like uh, offsetting some kind of a plot, either in the news because it's happening outside or in your internal news, you know, local news. When I'm talking about local news, I'm not talking about your city. I'm talking about your your inner city. Now, besides that, what we're lucky about Mercury going retrograde in Capricorn, which is a trine to Taurus where Jupiter is, is that we're going to have that connection between the left and the right hemisphere, which we mentioned a few times here last week, extending because Mercury is retrograde two more times this week. And then much more in 2024 when Mercury is going to start going direct uh, after um, January 3rd. So in that sense, it's really good because it's a long period of time that we have that connection between logic and philosophy that can really be helpful. And any help from Jupiter, while we have such a strong cluster of planets in Sagittarius, which is ruled by uh, Jupiter, is great. Besides that, on that day, Mercury is stationary. And we always talked, Mercury is stationary Uh, What is Mercury stationary? Mercury goes direct in order for it to reverse, retrograde. In order to get into reverse, it needs to stop first and then shift into the gear of reverse. Then after he's done reversing or retrograding, he again stops stationary and then he goes direct. So Mercury stationary, what is it good for? It's good for getting information but not doing anything with it. It's almost as if you're again, you're in the intelligence, you're getting information, but you're processing it, you're not revealing it yet when you start revealing it on Thursday, when Mercury is going to go retrograde. So Mercury stationary, it's not the best time to start anything, unless whatever you want to start is something that you want to be frozen, not to move, okay? Uh, Something that you can channel. Now, the thing about Mercury stationary, that it's really good for anything that has to do with meditation, peace, peace stand still. Remember we talked about Psalm 43, be still and know that I am God. The whole idea of stillness is very strong when any planet is stationary, especially Mercury that tends to talk faster and more words per second and and more information even than um, the fastest speaking person. So because Mercury is in Capricorn, it's a little bit more slow and it's Earth and it's connected to career and it connected to status and connected to achievement and strategy and goals and practicality it's not bad that he's stationary it gives us a little bit of this moment to reevaluate where we are and what we want and even when Mercury is retrograde we said from December 13 uh, December 14 sorry all the way up until January 31 December 31 Mercury is going to be retrograde. It's going to be retrograde in Capricorn, but you see he's eight degrees Capricorn. So he's going to be retrograde in Capricorn, and then he's going to start retrograde in Sagittarius. That's when it's getting a little bit more tricky because when Mercury is retrograde in Sagittarius towards the end of the year, that's going to make it a little bit tougher because Mercury in Capricorn, you know, whatever you want to say in Capricorn, at least they're practical, pragmatic. Mercury knows the plan, knows the strategy. If you have a plan, you can execute it even when Mercury is retrograde, as long as you're constantly editing and paying attention to where you are. But when Mercury is in Sagittarius, he's in exile, meaning that he's not feeling very good. And that's why there is compromises of truth, uh, compromises with how you communicate with certain people. And that's going to actually be during the holidays. So, again, not the easiest time. Now, um, Tuesday, we have the sun on top of the moon. Just be a little bit careful of the reflex or the instinct to fight. So Sagittarius is a fire sign. It's a mutable fire sign. It's not as bad as like Aries maybe in relation to war, but it still uh, can ignite things. There could be things that come out of proportion and Sagittarius tends to enhance everything. So just to be a little bit careful. And again, we are very lucky that the north node is sending beautiful energy to the sun, the moon, Mercury, and Mars while Chiron is doing the same thing. A lot of healing that is done Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, The conjunction of Venus and Minerva is officially happening on Tuesday. So Tuesday is a very informative day. We have Venus uh, getting whispers of wisdom from Minerva uh, in Scorpio, which talks about ideas and concepts that can help you transform instinct about working with other people's money, other people's talents. Not too bad for finance, even though Mercury is stationary. So don't start anything, but you're going to get a lot of Clarity, a lot of knowledge about financing. Also, if you have any issues with in-laws, just to be a little bit careful because Mars in Sagittarius on top of the moon could cause some difficulties, especially now that we're getting closer to uh, the holidays and people are going to spend more time with family, family of blood and family without blood, you know, in-laws. And that can be a little bit more uh, tricky. Wednesday, which is December 13, is um, still... The official new moon, because it depends where you are in the world. So that's why the 12 and 13 is when we have the uh, new moon in Sagittarius and Mercury stationary about to go retrograde besides that that day. Uh, You see already the Black Moon and Mercury are still creating this trine. And also Mercury, because it's going to retrograde, is going to be hitting a trine with Jupiter, which is, again, very, very positive the rest of the week. So the second part of the week, there is actually more flow, even though it's retrograde. And again, Mercury retrograde. It's a time to reassess, re-edit, re-plan your strategy, which is what Capricorn is, or uh, certain aspects of your career, can be rectified, fixed, especially now when um, it's at the end of the year and you have time to reflect. If you're supposed to get bonuses, well, you know, with Mercury retrograde, I did send it to you. No, you didn't get it. Oh, you thought it's going to be 100. No, it's actually 60. So there could be some issues if you're waiting for your bonuses. And also because a lot of people are not going to have parties, you know, for for, uh, the holidays, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever. It it can be a little bit... um, with communication a little bit awkward and again remember we have Mercury stationary but we also have Chiron retrograde Jupiter retrograde uh, Uranus retrograde Vesta retrograde so there's a lot of retrogrades going on not too bad for the end of the year and next year besides Uranus most of the planets are going to start off in January 3rd going uh, direct so that's actually pretty good Thursday uh, we have December 14 Mercury is officially going retrograde While the moon is in Capricorn. So, Mercury on top of the moon, it's basically putting together logic and reason. No, reason is logic. Logic and emotions, passion and logic, you know, things that have to do with your emotional side and your intellectual side are actually coming together and they're sending beautiful energy to Jupiter and to Uranus. There is a lot of innovation, uh, insights, Maybe things you have thought about, but a long time ago, because it's Mercury retrograde bringing back information. So again, that could be actually pretty positive. So Thursday, even though it's Mercury retrograde, it's a very pragmatic, practical day that can really be helpful um, in many ways. So that's part of the, uh, um, the, the energies that's going on. Now, uh, besides that, anything else that's sticking out? Yeah. On um, uh, December 14, we have a little bit more challenges because uh, what's going to happen is that we have that Neptune squaring the sun. And Neptune squaring the sun basically talks about issues with dependency, codependency, deception, illusions. So be a little bit more careful. Again, Mercury retrograde, I don't want you to sign anything anyway until January 3rd. But if you have to, just to be more mindful, especially on Thursday because uh, Neptune and the sun squaring and very soon Neptune and Mars are going to be squaring, which is definitely not very good news. It could even be sicknesses. It can even lead to um, uh, feeling lethargic. Uh, the whole world is going to be in jet lag, or maybe I'm projecting. But the idea is that there's going to be sluggish and a little bit feeling of uh, disponent energy, you know, like feeling a little bit down, especially with Saturn being in Pisces anyway. So December 14, just to be a little bit more careful, Venus... Is passing Minerva. She's still hearing her, but she's kind of like, I don't want to listen to you anymore. I passed you. I'm, I'm, you're, I'm done with you. Um, besides that, again, Uranus and the moon are sending beautiful energy. A lot of a lot of bri- brilliant ideas are happening in Thursday. Friday, uh, the moon is touching Pluto. That happens once a month. We have to deal with it right now. You know, because she's getting good energy from Uranus, that's not super bad. And she's also getting a good sextile from Neptune. So she's kind of protected. But the moon in Capricorn is in exile. We can't do much about it. So she feels a little bit lonely. She's far away from home. And then Pluto, the monster, is sitting on top of me. There could be some, again, insecurities, issues with home and family, issues with um, family members. And especially because the moon is going to be squaring the south node, the north node, that too can be a little bit uh, taxing on most of us. So Friday is a day to chill out, to be a little bit more relaxed, not to be uh, too active. Now, because Vesta is retrograding in Cancer and Saturn is in Pisces, they're actually creating a beautiful trine. Saturn is tradition. Vesta is tradition. Saturn is more masculine tradition, more conservative energy. Vesta is the tradition of keeping the flame alive, keeping the pilot, you know, the pilot of the hearth, uh, the pilot that makes food, in a sense. uh, So that connection between the two is actually going to be a great deal of healing, and especially because the moon is in Capricorn tradition, Mercury in Capricorn tradition, Pluto in Capricorn tradition, the ruler of Capricorn is Saturn. Saturn is in Pisces, sending a beautiful energy to Vesta. So it's kind of a loop of um, paying respect to tradition, uh, uh, connecting to tradition, which is happening December 15, but in a good flowing way. Also, at that time, uh, on Friday, we have some good karma downloaded. Good karma downloaded, what it could mean. Meeting somebody that feels familiar. Um, Seeing somebody that um, uh, is um, somebody that you knew from the past. You know, there's this... Or there is a skill that suddenly come your way or you go to a place and it feels familiar or a lot of deja vus and especially in connection to your self-expression because it's the sun, Mars, which has to do a lot with uh, maybe wars that you've experienced in past lifetime. But the south node and the north node sending beautiful energy to the sun is and definitely going to help us and also into uh, to Mars. On um, Friday, Saturday, we have a change of energy because the moon is moving into Aquarius. And she's going to be squaring Venus. Any planet right now in Aquarius is going to be difficult for Venus. Venus is in Scorpio. So she doesn't like to be in Scorpio. But when she's in Scorpio, she can be very secretive and very private. And the moon in Aquarius is suddenly revealing all of her personal details to everybody. So uh, that could be part of that. It's almost a, a war between security and freedom that's going on and a lot of conflict within families. So just to be extra careful, especially because it's aggravated by the fact that Jupiter is in Taurus squaring the moon. So Saturday, next Saturday is not the easiest day. There seems to be a problem brewing in relationships, partnerships. So just to be a little bit more careful. That being said, Venus is getting closer and closer to, to closing that beautiful trine with Jupiter which is going to happen Sunday, Monday, uh, next year, next uh, week. And that's definitely starting on Sunday, on Sunday, December 17. If you know, December 17 is the day where uh, it's the anniversary of the death of Rumi, the great poet. And he always talked about how the day of his death is really his anniversary with um, God. So that's how he viewed death. That any when we die, basically we join in love our with our beloved. So that's a very special day. If you want to commemorate Rumi, maybe that's a great day next Sunday to to spend a few hours or a few minutes or whatever reading Rumi poems. Or kind of I like taking a, a book of poems from uh, Rumi and just randomly opening it and putting my finger on a passage when my head, by some kind of a, a question I have or something I want clarity about and seeing what does Rumi say from beyond uh, the dead. So that's what we have this um, week. And now a little bit of a few things that I uh, prepared for us because really I was most of the time flying and figuring out where I am. Now that's we already uh, shown. Where is the... Um, I thought I prepared it. Ah, show all windows. Here we are. So, let's see what we have. Perfect. So... Yes, I just uh, booked everything. Finally, I got all the tickets because everything was messed around uh, with flights canceled and everything. So I am going to be here and then I'm going to be in Tel Aviv, in Israel, Haifa. Uh, then I'm going to be in Berlin. So in Berlin, if you want any readings, I'm going to do something at the Soho house, uh, some kind of uh, I Think We're going to do a talk about the 2024. So if you're in Berlin or around Berlin, that would be great to see you. Uh, and then I'm going to go to Budapest and we're going to publish my book in Hungarian for the first time. Then I'm going to go to Edinburgh and then London. So if you're any one of those places and you want a reading or if you want um, to look into one of the workshops, just let me know or just uh, look at uh, look at the links. Yeah, you know, I looked at the Sab- Sabian symbol for December 13. I mean, here it's December 13, but you can see it's 003 a.m. in London time. So it depends where you are in the world. It could be the 12th or December 13th. Now, the December 12 is interesting because it's the day of Guadalupe, Maria Guadalupe from Mexico. So it is a day that very much relates to uh, the Virgin. But the Sabian symbol is a child and a dog with borrowed eyeglasses. I told you sometimes um, the Sabian symbols are kind of weird and maybe you will find a dog that has borrowed eyeglasses uh, or maybe there is a metaphor here that I'm not getting, but maybe you will, you know, but anyway, it's kind of a weird Sabian symbol, but just pay attention to it if you want. Uh, one of the things I came up with this week, which I think will be very interesting for you. I like to call it Feng Shui of Astrology. This is a chart that basically puts together the zodiac wheel, starting from Aries, which is red, all the way to Pisces, which is violet red or purple red or crimson, and the color wheel. So I basically placed the color wheel on top of the chart. It wasn't my invention. I mean... Newton, who was an astrologer, is the one that gave us the prism, the whole idea that the sunlight breaks into the different uh, colors. So it's not surprising that they're very much linked. And the way I like to work with Feng Shui of astrology is to think about you, how you can use colors and the signs to better design your home. So what you have to do is you have to work with the direction. Aries you put in the east so let's imagine you're entering your room and you want to see what kind of energy, let's say you have a loft, you know, it's going to be easier. Uh, or you can place your home on chart, the home on top of your, of the color wheel or this color wheel specifically. And I'll uh, send it to you in the recording. So uh, you're you're going to have it. And I'm going to send it also on the Instagram once I figure out what we're going to do with it. But anyway, uh, you put that map of the, you put the floor plan on top of that map with Uh, the connection to the direction so the east you'll put on the left side the west you'll put in the right side the south will be actually on the bottom and the north will be at the um, uh, the top and what you're gonna work with is what kind of sign you have in what area in that room loft or home that you're trying to uh, design So, for example, let's make, uh, let's give an example. I'm here. This is my home. East is here. uh, West is here. You know, I put the chart on top. Now I want to know what kind of uh, color I should put in the east, uh, south. Yeah, east, south. Uh, Oh, wait, actually. Yeah, if the east is there, so the north is down. Yeah. So, sorry, I messed it up. So east, south, sorry, east, north, west, south. So it's kind of reversed because uh, of the way we placed it on the chart. And what you have to do is basically decide which uh, room for, let's say, it's for example, in the um, south, uh, southwest corner, you have your bedroom and then you see that you put this chart on top that it's where Sagittarius is, where Scorpio is. So that's actually great for Scorpio because it's sexy time in the bedroom. So maybe the bedroom needs to design designed with more Scorpio and more turquoise or more blue coming from Sagittarius. And then your kitchen is right at the east of um the home and kitchen I mean the uh, the east is related to Aries which is red or depends maybe it is in the north which is a, um a more indigo, so you basically put the chart in a way that you can see not only the colors but also the archetype and the energy that every room might have, or maybe you're moving into a loft and you have to decide where is going to be my uh, home office compared to where I'll put my living room because I have more space that I can design. Or even in your bedroom, if you want to see where you want to put the table, where you want to put the bed. And also it can change according to what your needs are. For example, if you want more of a relationship to come into your life, maybe you need to focus more on putting green things in the West side because West is Libra and Libra is relationship and partnership. Or if you want to fix your relationship, so maybe you need more green because green has to do with Libra. And if you want to uh, decide where you want to put your bed, for example, it could be really moving to the West or direction towards the West. So it faces that green of Libra. So just try to work With that idea, or let's say, um, you know that you need more money, and money is Taurus, and Taurus is east north. So, what you're gonna do is in your east north uh, corner, you're gonna put more orange, yellow, uh, red, orange, sorry, which is the color of Taurus. You're going to put things that symbolize Taurus for you, maybe a little cow, uh, maybe Hathor, you know, the goddess of half cow, half human, anything that can represent for you the energy of Taurus. So that's one way of actually combining the colors wheel with astrology and with designing your home. Because astrology is not only about seeing what happened because of when I was born, but it's also enabling you to create what you want out of your life. Another thing that is happening is I discovered this week and I shared it, I think someplace, either in Instagram or in chat, um, or in, uh, TikTok that, um, you know, that chat GTP GPT actually came out or was born officially released to the world. This AI uh, on November 30th, last year, 2022. It makes it, of course, a Sagittarius mm-hmm. and Google just this week uh, released. Gemini, which is kind of interesting because Gemini is the opposite sign of Sagittarius, but it was born in Sagittarius. And remember, we said here so many times that when you talk about one sign, Sagittarius, you automatically talk about and invoke the opposite sign, which is Gemini. So now we are in Sagittarius and Google is bringing up their artificial intelligence, which they call Gemini, and they're doing it also in Sagittarius. So it's kind of interesting that the two leading AI now are Sagittarius. Why it's interesting, because I would expect it actually to be more toward Gemini, which is yes, no, the the tree of knowledge, good and bad, binary. But for some reason, they were born in Sagittarius, which makes them more connected to truth. Maybe that's their way. Maybe they consulted some astrologer, or maybe they had this intuition or whatever, or maybe the AI decided that that's what he wants, uh, to be born in the sign of the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, the sign of morality. Um, the sign of trust, the sign of uh, a philosophy, of wisdom. It's kind of interesting. And maybe that's the famous arrow that the Sagittarius point to the sky, which represents philosophy. Maybe it means that AI eventually will be philosophers and helping us teach or teaching us things. Maybe they will be the hurdles or the containers of our wisdom, of our collective wisdom, of teaching. So Maybe it's a good sign. I like to be optimistic about it, but Sagittarius is definitely a sign of optimism. And the fact that AI was born during Sagittarius is not a bad thing. Another thing I thought about eh, is, well, um, oh, yeah, I was reading on the plane. I think eh, I always get that because it's always interesting to see predictions that are not necessarily connected to astrology, but um it might be related to astrology, even though some of the people that predict what's going to happen next year don't use astrology, but they use other things. And if astrology is, you know, part of that oneness, then it doesn't matter what you use to look into the future. It should be also somehow seen through the uh, lens of astrology. So, one of uh, 2024's main transit, we talked about it here quite a lot, and we'll continue doing it. Is Pluto transit from Aquarius from Pluto? From Sorry, from Capricorn to um, Aquarius. So again, the most maybe important thing of 2024 is the transit of Pluto from Capricorn, the past, into Aquarius, the future. So that's the whole idea behind my 2024 book, that every sign has to beam up to their spacecraft, Pluto from someplace, and carry that monster and lead him to Aquarius. Every sign has it in a different area in their chart. But one of the most important things is definitely that Pluto, power, is moving into Aquarius. Aquarius is democracy, the sign of humanity, also the sign of aliens. But for now... It's not so important. What is important is that we found out that for the first time since the French Revolution and the signing of the American Constitution, we have Pluto in Aquarius. And from The Economist, from The World Ahead, 2024, so like I told you, I was reading it in the um, airplane, and it says there, I'm reading at the beginning, it says more than half of the people on the planet live in countries that hold nationwide elections in 2024, the first time this milestone has been reached. And it's going to be, for example, USA, UK, India, Indonesia, Bangladesh, South Africa, Mexico, Taiwan, uh, of course, also Russia and other countries. And some of these countries are, it's not really a democracy, and we know who's going to be elected even before they went voting, right? But still, it's kind of interesting that it is the most amount of people proportionately even, that are going to be electing in a year, that the first time that Pluto is settling in Aquarius. So again, Aquarius is all about democracy, equality, power to the people. Now, it's also revolution. It's also demonstration. So my feeling is that some of these less democratic countries... Um, might face, like Belarus, for example, that's also going into election, some revolution, some rebellion of the people, because Pluto power is going to move away from Capricorn into Aquarius, which is the sign of the people. Again, an interesting coincidence in regard to Aquarius. Another thing that happened, uh, of course, uh, Fox News. Fox News really have no news to talk about. So they started to talk about um, the um, Santa Claus because they found that in Target, they are selling Santa Claus that is black on a wheelchair. I don't really know what the problem of Fox News um, was, whether it is because he's on a wheelchair or because he's black or because he's black on a wheelchair, which is kind of like, that's too much for us, you know? And then they found out, of course, there is this um, nice little soldiers that they always, uh, the nut, the Christmas uh, nutcracker, that they gave him um, a rainbow hat and a rainbow flag. Even though it's been going on for years, now Fox News decided to make a big deal of it. It's the same Fox News that did the whole thing about somebody trying to murder Christmas and why people are saying happy holidays instead of happy, Merry Christmas, Okay. You know, of course, they don't really care about it. It's just that they want to um, activate the base, make people and en- en- agree, and en- agree, make people uh, react, make people um, respond. What's going to be next? I'm sure they're going to do one section. Yeah, that's totally Fox News. They're going to do one day a new segment on the news uh, telling people, what do you think is going to happen next? Next thing, they're going to do a uh, Jesus who's a Jew. Oh, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Jesus was a Jew. So that's going to be. A kind of uh, embarrassing, but in the same time, why not? Why not feel uh, a rage that Santa Claus, who was actually originally from Norway, you know, of course, he was Odin on his uh, uh, and Rudolf, the red nosed deer is basically one of uh, Odin's uh, gang. So he wasn't maybe a he wasn't even Christian. So I don't know what's worse, to have a pagan Santa Claus or to have a Christian uh, black Santa Claus who is also on a wheelchair. It's awfully confusing what is allowed and what is not allowed, according to Fox News. So this is the world uh, we're living in. So anyway, I hope um, all of this made sense for you. And let's see if there's any questions. Um, uh, AI. where is that you know uh, i'm over, very optimistic if this could mean that there's some election surprises in countries like russia but i doubt that there's going to be any surprises because i don't think it's possible to surprise when there is only one person there uh, but there might be some surprises about the reaction of people uh, so that could be um, more problematic you know um so again, I'm sending you much love from Sofia, the city of wisdom. And um, I hope you have an amazing week, amazing new moon. Uh, happy Hanukkah and uh, get your shopping done for Christmas or get your fire going for Yuli. And uh, I hope to see you in one of the cities that I'm visiting. If not uh, in person, then maybe virtually. Have a great week.